I brought a shovel tonight for a number of reasons. First of all, if you get out of line this evening, I will swing this thing. Remember, I do not sing, uh, I don't sing well either, but uh, <laughs> I don't see well. So if I start swinging this thing, duck, okay? There's been a number of reasons what people said, I know why you brought that, I know why you brought that. Well, maybe not. We're going to get to that. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 26. And as you're turning to Genesis chapter 26, we're going to be kind of camped out on verses 19 through 22. Also, I need to ask uh, your forgiveness. I usually will wear a jacket. I might not keep it on, but I do wear a jacket. And uh, I forgot where I left my jacket. So uh, if you would just exercise some grace there, I would really appreciate that. As you're turning to Genesis chapter 26, we see it's a very familiar story. It's a story of Isaac, and it's also a story of Abraham. We understand that we have been, uh, the last few Sunday nights, uh, been preaching a series of messages pertaining to Abraham. We understood that Abraham was a man of faith. We saw that uh, where he heard a word from the Lord and he got up and he left his country and went where God told him to go. We also looked at that Abraham was just a man and he had his faults just like all of us have our faults. And we see that he had a little slip in his walk of faith where he told a lie and we understand that God forgave him of that because God continued to use him. Aren't you glad tonight that when you mess up and you repent of that and you confess your sins that he continued to use you? I'm grateful for that because I mess up a lot. And so we see God's grace in the life of Abraham. But now as we come to this verse uh, and we're in chapter 26, here's a little background that we need to uh, build around the story here. First of all, we see that uh, if you go back, uh, that Abraham dug some wells. And the reason why Abraham dug some wells is because as he was going on his journey of faith, uh, he was in a desert, he was in a dry place, and he was building wells because when you built a well, you were bringing life to that area. By the way, that has not changed. We understand tonight that we live in a dry, desolate place. The world is dry. It has no life. We see all around us death because we're talking spiritually here that we see that there are spiritually dead people walking all around us in the shadow of this church. There are spiritually dead people. But the Lord Jesus Christ some time ago laid upon uh, some men and some women that they needed to dig a well in this spot because they were in a dry place and they needed to bring life. And so here we see that Abraham has dug some wells. We see that uh, this area, uh, some called it wastelands, uh, but we understand back in this time it was called God's lands. 
And here's how it would work. He would go to an area, and if you dug a well, and if you named that well, you were making public notice that this area belongs to you. By the way, this is the area, this is the land that God promised Abraham some years ago. And so Abraham was coming to what was already promised him, and so he dug some wells. Now, the Philistines came in, and when you see the Philistines, symbolically speaking, uh, always refers to unbelievers. So the Philistines came in... This land did not belong to them. By the way, we're still having that issue even today in the Middle East. Don't mean to get political, but just telling you. We're still having problems because there are some who said this is our land when God had promised it to somebody else. Are you with me? You're kind of tightening it up like, oh, he's fixing to get political here. I'm just telling you, that's the cause here. And so we see that the Philistines came in and these wells that Abraham dug, they covered up in dirt. Now Isaac comes. Brother Shane did such a, a wonderful job and challenged us as dads and granddads and men of God and women of God that we have those who are following after us. And we need to make sure that we're leaving wells for them behind us. And so Isaac follows in the footsteps of his daddy Abraham. And that's where the story picks up. We're in chapter 19. And listen what the Bible says. Everybody there? If you got it, just say, got it. All right. Now, if the preacher can get it. Listen what the Bible says. And it says, in Isaac's servants... Digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdsmen of Girah did strive. There's a conflict now going on. They did strive with Isaac's herdsmen saying, This water, the water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove or they had conflict. There's a battle going there. They're, they're fighting amongst themselves. They strove with them. Then in verse number 21, and they digged another well. Now, don't you find it interesting that the first well that they're digging, now this is after they recovered the whales, okay? These are new whales they're digging. But they're calling them the same names of those ones that have already been dug. You got it? Okay. So, find it interesting that the first whale, they're getting some feet. They're they're getting some uh, conflict. There's some uh, opposition there. But that didn't deter them. By the way, that's a good lesson for us as well, is it not? Even though God has promised us and God told us that we can go and dig whales, does not mean we will be met with opposition. But that shouldn't stop us because it said, and they dug another well. And here, conflict, they stove with them also. And he called this well Sitna in verse number 22. And he removed from them 
and digged another well. Okay, they did one well, conflict. Didn't bother them, they went and dug another one. Guy had more conflict, didn't bother them. They go and they dig a third well. And they called this well Rehoboth because he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. By God's grace... We're going to preach a message entitled, Can You Dig It? Now, I know I've aged myself. That used to be a popular saying back in some time ago. Can you dig it? When I say things like that to the kids, they look at me thinking, you are an alien. Where did you come up with something like that? So here's our challenge tonight. We need to be about digging wells. We've already established the fact that we live in a dry place. We've already established that where God has placed us, there's death all around. But He has given us a command. He's given us a challenge. He's given us the resources. He's given us all shovels to put in our hands and to use. And he says for us, go dig some wells because there needs to be life into a place that's dry and dead. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. and We pray now that we will be challenged. And Lord, that we would understand we have work to do. And I pray tonight, Lord, I know this is all symbolic, having a shovel. But Lord, it paints a wonderful picture of what we're to be about. We need to be digging wells. There are people who are drying up all around us. They need life. There are people who are thirsty, and we need to give them water to drink. So Lord, I pray tonight as we hear your word, that not only will we hear your word, but we will heed your word, and we'll go to work digging some wells. We pray all of this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So in the text here, and uh, I'll I told somebody I forgot my uh, jacket previously uh, uh, before I announced it to you. And they said, well, you don't keep your jacket on anyway. Well, uh, I'm rolling up my sleeves tonight because uh, when you dig whales, that's work. Now, I don't know about you, but when uh, my dad would put me to work, uh, he would uh, roll his sleeves up. And uh, so, of course, when I was a smaller guy, I would do what my daddy did, and I rolled my sleeves up. And I want you to know, it's time for us, Hillcrest Baptist Church, not only get our shovels out, but it's time for us to roll up our sleeves, and it's time to go to work, because there needs some uh, whales dug in Lebanon, Tennessee. And so, here we understand that uh, uh, the first thing is that uh, Isaac rediscovered some things. Now, as I've already mentioned, uh, these, the, the first uh, group of uh, wells that uh, his men dug were the ones that Abraham uh, dug before him. 
And so we understand that the Philistines threw some dirt in and stopped up the well. By the way, when in these times that we're talking about here, when you would put dirt and try to stop up somebody's well, that was an act of war. So I'm telling you, it's time for us to go to war. Because Satan, represented it by the Philistines, the unbelievers, they have put too much dirt in too many wells, and it's time for us to rediscover what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. As I was thinking about that, I thought about uh, dirt. And uh, here we see later on, he says that uh, when he dug the third well, which is Rehoboth, he says he would make room for us and we will be fruitful. As I started about fruit, I thought about Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22. It's called the fruits of the Spirit. And we understand the fruits of the Spirit's love, peace, long-suffering, uh, gentleness. And, and sometimes what has happened is you've let a Philistine throw some dirt on you and you're not exercising the fruit that you have within you because when you got saved, you got the fruits of the Spirit, okay? And we're not here, I'm, I'm starting to preach now. And so we understand understand that you have allowed a Philistines to throw some dirt and it's time for you to get your show out and reclaim and rediscover what Jesus Christ has already done in you. May I remind you when he saved you, he gave you everything you needed to be able to dig some whales. But you've let a Philistines come along. Now I thought about this. Some of us have allowed a Philistine to come around and we, uh, they have criticized us. They said, you don't know what you're doing. And they started to, to say some other things. And, and you got upset about that. You got your feelings hurt. Or maybe you, uh, you started believing the lies that they were telling you when they said, you know you can't do that. You're not able to. You're not qualified to do that. And so what you've done is you let a Philistine stop up your well and you're not being able to bring life into a dry and a desolate land. But Lord Jesus is here to remind you tonight it's time for you to rediscover that well that the Lord Jesus has helped you dig and you need to reclaim what he's already given you in Jesus name it's time to get your shovel out it's time to start digging that well and but then we also see not only did he rediscover but he also came to realize notice if you will the succession here he didn't go out and start digging new wells until he Reclaim the old whales. So you can't go out and start digging new whales until you reclaim the whale that's already been dug. See, it could be that sin has come into your life. Now, you're saying, but Brother Mike, I haven't gone out, hadn't killed anybody, or I haven't cheated on my wife. But you, and we heard it this morning, and Brother Shane did a wonderful job of bringing that challenge to us. He says, oh, it helps me even today. I told him today that the Lord impressed upon me uh, two people uh, as we're in the invitation, and I, and I went and I was obedient. But I, I still wrestled like that. I started thinking about, well, what are people going to say? 
But then I started to realize it really doesn't give a rip what other people say as long as the Lord Jesus Christ is pleased with me. But some of you have let a Philistine bring dirt into your well and now you've sat back and you haven't done anything for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time for you to get your shovel out and it's time for you to get to work and it's time for us, corporately speaking, to start digging some new wells. But before we can do dig a new well, we got to uncover the old ones. Are you with me tonight? And so we also see uh, that he realized a number of things. He realized that he had something in him that he could not go left uncovered. Now, here's what he realized. Isaac didn't build any great cities. Isaac didn't bring any great monuments. Isaac didn't really do the spectacular. He just dug whales. That's all he did. He just dug whales. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what kind of dirt has been thrown on your well. But you need to realize tonight, as long as you're digging a well, you're doing what the Lord Jesus has told you to do. See, we just need to realize we're here to dig wells. And all of us digging wells will make a difference in a dry, desolate place. Amen? And so he sees here, and Jesus, of course, he meets a woman at a well. And she's coming to the well, and Jesus meets her there. And he says, now, if you drink of this water, pointing to the water that was coming out of the well, he says, you'll thirst again. But he says, if you drink of this water, pointing to himself, he said, it will be like a well springing forth everlasting life. See, that's the wells we need to be digging, amen? We need to be digging wells that give everlasting life. And so here we realize, Isaac realized he's just supposed to dig and he's supposed to understand that as he's digging, we see not only does he realize, not only does he rediscover, but also uh, he does uh, some remembering. Now, i am already made reference to, he's already dug up the old wells that his daddy, now he's digging new wells. And the first well was called Isaac. That word means contention. I thought about that. Jude 3 says to contend for the faith. That word means there's going to be some conflict. Okay, there's going to be some people that's going to be upset. We just came out of vacation Bible school. We had a number of decisions made. And I'm telling you, here's what's going to happen. We're going to visit a home where the parents are a little ticked off and don't understand why we did what we did. They're going to say things like you talked my child into making a decision. They're going to say all kinds of things. And of course, we don't do that here. We, we do everything we can to make it as clear as possible. But I'm telling you, there's always contention when you're trying to dig a well for the Lord Jesus Christ. Do I have a witness in the house tonight? And so here he says, we are to contend 
with the faith. But also I want you to notice in Mark chapter 5, we see the very familiar story. Brother uh, Shane alluded to it. And, and this moves us into the next uh, well as well. Is that the well was called Sitna. That word means hatred. The root word for Satan comes from this word. See, Satan is an adversary. Satan's going to do everything he can to keep you from digging your well. He's going to do everything he can to stop you from digging. In Mark chapter 5, you all know the story. We see there was a man by the name of Legion, had many spirits in him. Of course, he was delivered. I find it a very interesting story. The spirits come out of that man because I'm telling you, at the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. Amen. Aren't you glad tonight that when Satan is beating on your door, you can rebuke him in the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit and you can speak life into him and saying, Jesus is my king. Jesus is my master. And the Bible says the devils had to flee. But then the devils... Ask permission. See, they're not going to stop. They ask permission, okay, can we go into those swine? They go into the swine. We know the story. Swine go nuts and jump off a cliff to their deaths. What I'm trying to say tonight is, when you're digging your well, Satan will do everything he can to stop you from digging your well. But may I remind you, We have power, supernatural power, the power of the Holy Spirit in us and working through us where we can be able to say, as in Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Why? Because the power of God working in us and through us. And we need to understand and we need to climb that promise tonight. We need to keep digging. I don't care if all the gates of hell come against us. They will not prevail because we have the authority from the Lord Jesus Christ to dig this well in a dry and desert land and we're here to bring life to people who are spiritually dead. But then not only do we see Sitna, but we see the third well. Don't you love the determination of Isaac and his men? It's amazing to me, and I've alluded to this Wednesday night, it's amazing to me how quick we'll quit on God. Now, I made allusion to basketball and baseball, but I'm making allusion to those who dig wells. My granddaddy had well water. And uh, we had the little basin in the kitchen where you had the dipper. Y'all remember those days? Some of y'all don't want to admit it because you're thinking, I think I'm old. Well, just go ahead and admit it and get over it and move on, okay? But they had the little dipper. Uh, The best I remember is it took him about three tries to find a good whale. Now, I I saw the determination of my granddaddy. And and I was thinking, why does he keep on digging? Because he knew there was water. He just didn't know exactly where it was. And he kept digging because it was life. Got to have water to live. 
I started thinking about that. What, what motivates us to keep on digging? Because there's somebody in this desert that we call Lebanon that's looking for refreshment. There's somebody in Lebanon that's looking for some water that will satisfy their thirst. And that's the reason we keep on digging. No matter how opposed we may have, no matter how hard the devil works, we got listen, folks, we got to keep digging because if we're not digging, they have no hope. They, they won't have any water. And so here they keep on digging. But notice here they come to the third well. They dig. Now also noticed that the first two wells, opposition, opposition. But when they dug this third well, there's no opposition. Find that interesting. Now the scholars tell us there's a number of reasons why. Some say, well, they just got tired of fooling with them and because they kept on digging. Could be some truth to that. But I don't think that's right. Because we know our adversaries and Satan himself doesn't quit. But there's no opposition. Some say where they, they had this thought. The Philistines said, oh, let them go ahead and build it. We're just going to go ahead and take that like we took the other ones. And I really believe that maybe that's the motivation. See, for too long, the church says, as long as they're not bothering us, we won't bother them. When it came to where Bible was taken out of school, we got all in a tizzy. But we kind of calmed down, says, oh, you know what? They can always read their Bible whenever and like that. And we went ahead and we said, let's don't bother that. Look where we're at today. We started to have, and it was opposing same-sex marriages and uh, homosexuality, lesbianism. And, and so then we started kind of cooling down for that. Let's don't pray. They're, hey, as long as they don't bother me. But then we kind of got up in an uproar when now a woman can go into a man's bathroom, man can go into a woman's, and we'd say, this is enough. I don't understand why. It's because we left them alone. But you notice they didn't leave us alone. They're still throwing dirt in our wells. And now we're all up in an uproar. I'm telling you, we should have been in an uproar long before now because now we have so many wells that we have to go and uncover and to reclaim. What would have happened if we started to take it seriously that we're not going to compromise on our convictions? We're not going to be silent any longer. We're going to stand up, make a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not going to back up. We're not going to shut up. We're going to stand... And we're going to stand with the right attitudes. The Bible says we got to do it in love. And that's where we missed the boat too. Now we're going around and say it's a bunch of depraved. And we call them all kinds of names. You think that's going to stop them? What happens if we come to them and show them the love of Jesus Christ? And let them know that we're not wanting to pounce on them. We don't want to beat them up. 
We don't want to go ahead and put them on a boat and ship them off somewhere. All these other crazy schemes that we've thought about. What would happen if we came into the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and let them know that there's someone who loves them no matter what they are, that God loves them and God saved their souls and they get saved? Digging well. Digging a whale. These people don't need more death spoken. They need life spoken to them. They're thirsty people. And they're looking. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're looking for some water that will quench their thirst. But they're looking all in the wrong places. Why? Because we didn't want to bother them. I don't want to hang with them. I, 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 just, I just don't want to deal with them. I'm telling you, I've been in the prison system a number of years. And those that I talked to there, they all told me the same story. I wish somebody had came before now to tell me that I could have a place to drink that will now never thirst again. Somebody needed to speak some life into my life. And, I know, and all I heard was condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. We don't like your kind. We don't want your kind in our church. And what's happened is we let a Philistines stop up our wells. It's time for us to get our shovels out and dig some new wells. That third well, Rehoboth. He says, I'm calling it Rehoboth because the Lord will make room for us now. But notice something else. You've got to follow the rest of the story. What happens as he comes? You would have think, and if he was a good Baptist, this is what he would have done. Whew. No more digging. We finally found a place that the Lord will let us rest. But notice what he does. He comes to Beersheba. Find it interesting. Go back a little bit of time. That's where Abraham made a treaty with the Philistines. The Philistine said, Abraham, you don't mess with us, we won't mess with you. Isn't it ironic that the last well, actually it's not the last well, but the third well, the well that he calls Rehoboth, is the same place that his daddy had an agreement with the Philistines. But notice what else happens here. He says that he has heard from the Lord. Just go ahead and turn. We're in verse number 24. Everybody okay? Look at verse number 24. And he says, And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of of Abraham thy father fear not for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake then he goes on and he says 
Isaac built an altar there, and they had worship. Now, a number of things. First of all, God reaffirms the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac's daddy. See, even though Abraham is out of the picture now, God's covenant still holds true. Church, we need to be grateful. And I wish I had the time to start naming the ones personally I know who went before us so that we're able to be here tonight. Well, there's some names that pop up. Some names that some of you don't even know. They've gone to glory. But we're indebted to those who went before us. And we need to be reminded that there was some who dug wells in the same type of situations that we find ourselves in. I hear this quite a bit. Well, things are just worse. Now, they've always been bad. What about Noah? I think that was a pretty bad deal he was in. We can go on and on and on. Now, we might be more noticeable for it because we have all the, uh, the wonders of technology and all that, but I'm telling you, sin's always been around. Now, we understand it's going to escalate as we get closer to the end times. I understand that. But you know, that's no excuse for us not to dig whales. And so here we see that Isaac follows in his father's footsteps. He finds a place at Beersheba and he builds an altar and he worships the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what is he worshiping him for? He's worshiping him. First of all, I believe he worshiped and praised God for those three wells that they had to uncover. I think he was praising God for those three wells they just dug, even with all the opposition that came across them. Everything that the devil was throwing at them, Isaac still was able to praise the Lord because he looks around and he says, because of my daddy and now because of us, we live in a land where there's life-giving water. I hope that's our testimony to Lebanon, Tennessee. That when they remember Hillcrest Baptist Church, they remember the wells that we dug. Folks, there's still more wells to dig. Time is not done. It's not time for us to rest. It's time for us to pick up our shovels, roll up our sleeves, and get to work for the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's our invitation tonight. Now, I understand that uh, this was not per se an evangelistic message, but I believe it was a message that the church needed to hear. And here's what I'm going to ask. And I know this, this is, you say, well, this is just kind of silly. But I'm just going to put that shovel right there. And I'm going to call you to this altar. And here's what our invitation, first and foremost, 
even though it was not an evangelistic message per se, if you're here tonight and you need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this invitation's for you. Because I'm telling you, even though it may not be an evangelistic message, it's still the Word of God. And the Word of God can bring conviction on a lost sinner. So if you're here tonight, you need to come to this whale that will never run dry. We're not talking about Isaac. We're not talking about Sitna. We're not talking about Rehoboth. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here available and He wants to come into your life so that He can put a well to where it spring forth not only uh, abundant life but everlasting life as well. So if you're here tonight and you need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this invitation is for you. But church, those of you who say that you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe you need to rediscover some whales. Maybe you need to get your shovel out and you need to get some dirt out of the whale that a Philistine kicked in. Maybe you're here tonight. So, Brother Mike, I got all that taken care of. Then would you make a commitment tonight that you're ready to go to work to, and you're ready to dig some new whales? I'm telling you, we live in a dry land. But we can change. Brother, uh, Brother Shane did a, such a great job of challenging us that we need to speak life into our children. Let our children know they can make a difference. Listen, that's not just for the children. That's for all of us. We understand and we need to understand because of the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we can speak life and we can change this dry and dusty land. But we got to get to work. And so we're going to have an invitation. And what we're going to do with our invitation... After I pray, music's going to start, and we're going to start to sing. And we're going to ask you to stand. And when we ask you to stand, you need to come to this altar, and you need to come quickly tonight. If you're here tonight, and you need to tap in to that well for the first time, you need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to come to this altar. If you're here tonight, and you just need to get some dirt out of your well that a Philistine has kicked in, you need to come to this altar tonight. If you're here tonight, and you're wanting to, and you're committed to dig some new wells, you need to come to this altar tonight. So what I'm essence in saying is we all need to come to this altar tonight. I understand if you cannot come to this altar, you can go ahead and make that commitment right where you're set. But I'm telling you, if we're going to see changes in this community, if we're going to see life in this community, we're going to have to be busy about digging some wells. And may we, may we take that challenge tonight and may we make that commitment that you can count on me, Lord Jesus. I'm not much, but I sure can dig a whale.